I am breaking tradition on this here podcast with some of these shows that is coming out. Okay, I I had to kick off this episode like that with this with this type of intro because <sighs> HBO Max slash Lionsgate slash FICO listen they have dropped one of the best series of the year in Minx okay so I I have to start covering Minx weekly because it's just so good and then freaking Marvel comes through with Moon Knight and I have to do these weekly. Like, I'm just like, usually I do, I wait. I wait until, you know, everything has aired before I rate, you know. I can't do this with these. They are just so, so good. So, yes, that is a part of this, um, this week's episode. Also, we gotta talk, not gonna talk too long. Not gonna talk too long. Um, factors going on right in Hollywood and what that slap really represented um, it has definitely shaken things up and I don't think in a way that the Oscars intended or wanted and I think that is where a lot of the frustration is coming into play um, but then, of course, we got quick bets. <laughs> and then we got some movie reviews. You know, I've been holding on to movie reviews because it's been about Oscar and it's been about that. You know, getting through the gauntlets. So, enough out of me in this intro. Let's just get on into it. Y'all know I'm a Marvels fan, right? I'm not a... I don't think I'm a stan. Um, I think I'm just a fan. Because I like my freedom. And I like to bounce around. And like whatever I want to like. Okay? So... Y'all also should know by now that I'm a huge Oscar Isaac fan. Wherever this dude is, I'ma watch it. I don't care. I love the Adams family. You know why? The new one? Because he in it. Listen, that's my dude. I don't care. Um, so when I heard about Moon Knight, when I saw the the trailer, you know, the teaser trailer that came out months back, I was like, Oh, okay, I'ma watch it anyway. But then I also am very intrigued with the ancient gods of Egypt and Africa. I am, okay? Um, maybe because I'm black and I, I like those things, whatever it is, I love it, right? But I also love when it's represented <laughs> not specifically through a white gaze. So this is like Moon Knight is kind of the first, I guess, foray into that that type of dynamic. 
um, but not through a white gaze. And that's why I love the, the Eternals. Listen, well, Eternals. That's why I loved it so much. It's because it wasn't through a white gaze. Um, so I loved it. I loved it. Um, so, Moon Knight, I was excited about it. Still excited about it. Just wrapped episode one. Um, it is on, well, through Marvel Studios and it is on Disney Plus, you know, come on. Um, and, and the gist is mild-mannered. Stephen Grant, with a V, (laughs) has dissociative identity disorder and shares a body with a mercenary. Um, This, (laughs) when the episode kicked off, um, Ethan Hawke's character, um, he... He put some glass in his in his feet. He put some glass in his um, thick bottom uh, uh, sandals and started walking around. I said, "Oh, oh, oh, okay, um, okay." Um, so <laughs> I was like, "We in for that kind of ride, okay?" Um, and it, I'm not gonna get into all the history of things, but I kind of have a feeling where this is gonna go um but as of where my spirituality is and things like that I'm like okay okay we about to get into some stuff here what I liked about it I'm not gonna lie there <laughs> Stephen has these blackouts he has these he also suffers from sleepwalking and <laughs> These blackouts, how they did them, it was just so good because he was just like, you know, Steven one minute and then the next minute he goes into this dun 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 and then like he comes back out of dun 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 and he is back to Steven but he's like covered in blood or he's like, (laughs) you know, like there's just some crazy thing that done happened. Um, to protect himself. And then this tree-like thing, uh, voiced by F. Murray Abraham. And I was like, who is that guy? That voice is very, very familiar to me, F. Murray Abraham. He was like, oh my God, here it is, dude. Most, you know, and it's just hilarious. But then at the same time, it's kind of like freaky because it's just like, what, who is in this dude? Like, what is happening? And so, as the mercenary, through, you know, through the whole episode, um, we see, you know, Stephen trying to be normal, trying to have dates, um, trying to, you know, create an existence, but he's not able to because that other side of him keeps pulling him away from this reality. Yes. So, there's this one part I have to shout out. The reason why I like Oscar so much is because Baby can act. Baby is that actor, okay? He is a thespian. He be in it. And I'll just be sitting there looking like, I'm, I'm getting this master class right here, right now. He, there's this part, there's many parts in just the first episode where I was like, damn, he done... He done already got his, like, Emmy nomination and things. 
he sits there and has this reaction to a situation, you know, of him being pulled away from this reality into a, a different reality and then trying to come back into this reality like, you know, trying to, like I said, ground himself in this reality and he had missed an opportunity and his reaction, I was like, oh no, don't, 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 don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, come back, come back, come back, you know, like I was like, oh no, he's, oh God, okay, okay, baby can act, he is bringing that game to Marvel, which helps Marvel. And I and I have to say, I think that has always been why Marvel has been so popular is because of the acting game. They got some heavy hitters there, right? But now we kicking it up a notch. And I think it started in Eternals because all of them, every last one of that cast can bring the game. You know what I mean? And they did that. This is taking it higher. You know what I mean? We had Loki, which is still my favorite so far. We had WandaVision, a girl brain. She brought it. She brought it. You know what I mean? So it's like now they're up in the ante. And just seeing that reaction, like I was like, oh gosh, here we go. Here we go. And so I will say like midway through this episode I kind of was like okay I kind of lost my way a little bit like I was like I understand that these things are happening so that you know we stay invested into the entire series not just this you know first part of this six part uh series but yeah I was just like pacing kind of was like eh but then it, it got back on on uh, on on path. It was like, okay, all right, here we go. Um, can I say Stephen's boss at the museum? He works at the museum, okay, over in London. <sighs> she is a business, okay, <laughs> and that's all I'm gonna say. I was like, girl, you need to get that. Ugh. So anyway, um. Steven cross paths with Ethan's character who is kind of like uh, I don't know I don't know how to really put him he's like I told you like he put glass in his shoes and I was like okay somebody to do that uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, but I think he's like grounding himself in pain in order to carry out what he's doing on the spiritual level. So yeah, it's this a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> it is a lot. But they cross paths and you know, Steven's able to get away, but then like did he get away because oh boy, you know, they find him and then it's like all bets are off the table. These blackouts that have been happening throughout the whole episode kind of like have ushered in this this <laughs> this phase that is occurring. And it's just like 
mm, it's deep. I'm trying not to give nothing away, you know, a little bit, but not a lot because I really do want you to watch it. Um, I'm covering this weekly, so I'm just like, whoa, what? It's that good. Like this week's episode, I would definitely give it like a 4.5 out of 5. It's really, really good. I just was like, wow, okay, all right, y'all, y'all did that. The cinematography is everything. Oh, I love museums. I love it. And I, especially when you get to a, a big ass city and they just have museums all over the place. But then it's like, you know, they're the cultural museums, you know, the main ones are just so huge and beautiful and well curated. And oh, it's just gorgeous. So I am here for this. You will be hearing more of my little synopsis and things of Moon Knight in weeks coming so did you watch it have you planned on watching it what do you think let me know in the comments all right guys bye Next on the agenda <laughs> for this week is a shout out to Minx. Okay, it is a Max original airing on HBO Max. Lionsgate is in this. Uh, Peter uh, Feig, he is also one of the executive producers. This is a predominantly uh, woman directed <clears throat> and written. Um, show it's a little comedy show there's some you know any good comedy got some drama bits to it where you be like eh. um <laughs> what is happening so uh the, the whole thing of minx it is i believe the fourth episode yeah they just aired their fourth episode last week i was able to catch up on everything this week and then it airs weekly um, on Thursdays. So, um, the whole thing of Minx's, is, or the synopsis is, in 1971, self-proclaimed feminist Joyce Prigger joins forces with low-rent publishing Doug uh, Renetti to create the world's first erotic magazine for women. And... <laughs> I'm excited about it. I was excited about it when I, you know, first saw the uh, the trailer, you know, a couple, maybe a month or so ago. I was like, huh, this looks pretty interesting. Um, <laughs> I, I really like it. I, first off, this is, this is straight for grown ass people, you, you no know, kids teenagers should be watching this show okay there are some some things going on in it that is it's adults okay adults only which is very very nice to have um (laughs) one of uh hbo's i think it was their content director was like hey we creating a platform for all the people not just some of the people all the people and he had to come out and say that um i think in response to you know that there was such a huge negative response to the (laughs) and just like that getting renewed 
you know what? And after reading that uh, Variety um, interview, I was like, you know what? I get it. Like, this is a business and this is the world. The world has so many different types of people in it and I get it. Um, Minx is for the grown folks, like I said. (laughs) But following Joyce um, through her through her dealings with Doug and her she is sort of a um she's very very uptight okay this is the 70s so you know this is a minute ago this is like what 50 years ago and it's just like things are different okay um she she's something else she's kind of and uh Doug, on the other hand, is and it's so with um, Jake Johnson, who's who portrays Doug, and Ophelia um, Loveband, who plays Joyce. I love their dynamic. It's hilarious. Dresses like shifting and being like, "Girl, you better do this work." Okay, <laughs> as he did in episode four, he was like, "Get it together. Let's get it done." Okay, let's get it. Okay. Alright. Like, I love that. Um, uh, and then another person that I was just like, yes, baby. Adira Victor, who plays Tina, who is like Doug's right hand. Um, there's some mystery about everybody in this show, I feel. But her, more. Like, she... There's some things, okay? And I'm here for it. Um, I just love her personality. I love what she brings to this character. I love what she brings to the show. Um, I love their dynamic as well. Can I just shout out Jake Johnson? I always liked him. I'm sorry, not sorry. But just to see him in this context where he's killing it and he like everybody he works with in this show like you know in the character scheme of things they all they're um well executed uh i just i'm here for it and then we got uh, richie who is the photographer played by oscar montoya his ass is funny bambi jessica lowe you remember her from Vacation Friends. I said, oh yes, honey, come on through because she's hilarious. But it's just a really, really good show. I'm enjoying myself watching it. Um, the shenanigans they get into. And to be honest, it, it all kind of happens out here in Southern California in the 1970s because that's just what, what the tea was. Um, but yeah, it's a really good show. I'm enjoying myself. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to rate it just yet. But I will say, like, I look forward to this show every week. Last week, we know, was Oscars time and the end of the gauntlet. So that's why I missed it. But yeah, it's coming on tomorrow, which is Thursday. And I can't wait to watch it. So yeah, definitely check it out if you have not. Um, Yeah, they're just awesome. I love this show. I love it. I mean, and you know, all the adult material is nice. It is nice. Yeah, yeah.
y'all. So, here's the gag. There's there's a shift going on in, in the entertainment business and it is necessary, but it is hella ugly. Okay, I'm gonna be very honest. Um there is content being created, there are films and TV, music, all of it being created that get slapped with oh you shouldn't see this you know critiqued about in a negative way before people even get a chance to see it or experience it and before death of the on the nile even came out there was so many people against it like there was like oh my god this is not good oh my god don't go see it oh my god don't waste your time right and me being me first off um, I was not able to catch this in the movie theaters, not because of what some ish people were saying, but because I just had so much going on that I really, if it, if it was not screened to me or, you know, anything like that, I didn't get to catch it because honey, I was busy. Um, <laughs> but I, I follow Kenneth Branagh because that's my dude. Been my dude since I was like 12, okay? He's a phenomenal actor, phenomenal writer, just won an Oscar about it for Belfast. Um, and then also, he's just a director. And so, I'm gonna follow, I follow greatness. And it doesn't care, it doesn't matter to me, you know, what, what the cosmetology of, or scientific bodies or whatever I don't care about all that if you can tell a story and you can do it in such a great way and like understandable and all the things I'm that you got it you got it I'm a fan right he's that guy for me and so one of them (laughs) and so I sat there and I was just like gonna watch this movie right I watched it on HBO Max but it's also on Hulu um for free for y'all that you know you might have to get them commercials you might have to get that work but it is on Hulu and so which I love that I love that that's what it, that's what the streaming thing is all about right um is making content available to everybody um, and you know, people have whatever thoughts, they have whatever thoughts, but this was a good movie. Um, it runs for two hours and six minutes. This was a damn good movie. Um, a Belgian sleuth, Hercule Perot, um, Egyptians vacation aboard a glamorous river steam boat turns into a terrifying search for a murderer and when I say these people is mad, these people are mad. I was like ooh, ooh 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 so let's get into what I liked and really enjoyed about the film the cinematography 
you know, was amazing. This is like back in 1917 or 20, maybe 30s, um, I think, maybe 30s, because just of his age. Um, I just love that. I I really don't know anything about. I like going on that journey. And so just being able to like see the clothes. Oh my God, the clothes were definitely one of my faves. The makeup and, you know, the the landscape, how it has changed, you know, over the years. And it's just beautiful. But my favorite parts were, you know, the steamboat and just like going up the river Nile and it was just so nice I loved being able to see that and and you know there were times where you know they would stop off and um see the uh see different sites you know of Egypt and just like oh it was just fun it was fun um Another thing I liked was the cast. Like, I was like, the cast, the cast did that. Of course it was going to do that. Um, there were so many people in this. Um, Perot's homeboy, Bach, or, uh, or Book, uh, was played really well by Tom Bateman. Annette Benning is in here. Russell Brand was in here. Ali Fazal, um, Don French, yes, yes, and Gal Gadot did a really, really good job. People just need to stop hating because that that hate train against Gal is really, really ridiculous. I need people to stop um, and chill because she did a really good job in this. Actually, like I was just like, well, she played who she was supposed to play. She played Lynette Ridgeway. Um, who was an heiress um, in in these shenanigans. Lord, it was just some shenanigans. You had Army Hammer, who has just been cleared of all the bull crap that was, was put upon him. Um, who else is in here? Um, we had Sophie Okanito, Ocon- um, um, who played... Salome Otterborn, a you know jazz singer, um, and Leticia Wright. Yeah, she was in here too. Jennifer Saunders was in here. Everybody, Mama was in here. And it was just really, really good. It's really, really well executed. Um, and that's again what I really liked it too. Was two hours and six minutes. The pacing was on. The pacing was on. And then um, the story was really good, too. Like, I I thought it was going to be someone else. And um, this Death on the Nile is Agatha Christie's um, story. So, yeah. Um, this, this show, this movie had me all toe up because I thought I knew who was doing it. But then got to the end and it was just like, well, somewhat. Um, <laughs> somewhat I had been like, oh, you know, like it was like, man. So, yeah, this is definitely like a good popcorn movie. Throw it on, 
in an afternoon, definitely on a Sunday. This will be a great Sunday afternoon movie. Just chilling, kicking it, you know, getting yourself reset and regroup for the week. You know, that's to come. Um, but yeah, I really, really enjoyed this. Um, I would give it a 4.4 out of 5. I'm trying to be a little bit more... A little bit more chill on my fives you know what I mean and like the higher ups of the fives so I was just like ah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna give it a 4.4 um this was good I, I'm like people I don't know these critics y'all know we kind of fall out so <sighs> yeah I like this movie Um, it is currently streaming on Hulu through Searchlight Pictures, um, which is a branch off of 20th Century Fox. So there you go. Um, this also, uh, okay. All right. So that's the cute stuff, right? Um, it took me a minute to watch this because don't, I love horror. But there are some facets and some subgenres of horror that I don't vibe well with. Um, one of them being cannibalism. So <laughs> I'm good on that. I don't need to watch it. I don't need it in my. I, so it took me a minute to watch something like this. Like I was like, ah, <laughs> so. There's the bag out, um, or the cat out of the bag about this, this here picture. The thing about it, though, is that this was actually really, really shot well. Um, when I, when I, the reason why I have such a strong withholdings about those type of horror films is because they're always done so <sighs> grotesquely and just it's it's just so brutal and just ugh it just ugh and I just can't right there's the one film um <sighs> the director of Titan directed that one and I I can't watch it I'm like I'm not I'm not going to do it however in this instance um, the director, Mimi Cave, did an amazing job. Like, she did that. And I was just like, okay, all right, I can get into it. You know, it, 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 it gave me just, it, it kind of, you know how Silence of the Lambs was, you know, all that. And, and it's like she took a page from that book of filmmaking around this subject and it it was more about 
the subtext of things versus that, you know, shock value of, you know, what they was getting into. Um, the synopsis is fresh follows the horrors of modern dating seen through one young woman's defiant battle to survive her new boyfriend's unusual appetites. It is a thriller horror, of course, because of the subject matter and, Daisy Edgar Jones and Sebastian Stan we're with them like 85% of the film um Daisy plays Noah and Sebastian is the boyfriend and you know just I think it was well constructed I think they did a really good job with the didn't long it was well paced and so i was just like oh you know what i'm here for the low low budge i done told y'all that before i'm here for the low budge y'all how to stretch the money um because you've crafted this amazing story and <laughs> it was it was funny how miss uh noah hated dating she did you know, the whole swipe left, swipe right kind of madness. And <laughs> and I I actually identify with her very closely on that. Because I'm just like, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Just, just absolutely not. Um, so, yeah, this is a good, yeah, this is a good Friday night, Saturday night movie. Um, you know, you, you hooked up, you know, with your little cutie or whatever, and you're your friends, and you chilling, y'all, you know, trying to find a little, little horror scab a dab to do, and then <laughs> this is what you watch. This is, it's a really good movie. Um, I really didn't have much, I'm telling you, I didn't, I don't really have anything wrong with the film. I really don't. The soundtrack is everything. The sound editing is everything. The um, visual effects or the camera effects are everything. You know, the whole buildup of like, you know, that, that third act is like, whoa, it's a lot. <laughs> and then, um, but yeah, like, and, and the conclusion, it's just... Everything's well constructed here from start to finish. I think the casting was great. Um, shout out to the casting department. And I, if you can stomach any type of horror, um, I would definitely check this out. It didn't. It didn't feel exploitive, and I think I have a problem with that in any genre. Um, it's just not horror. It's like any genre you know I think about the United States versus Billie Holiday and how amazing her performance was um Audra Day's performance was amazing but the fact that she was so exploited in that in that sense and in that in that role I uh-uh uh-uh you know I wasn't here for I was not here for that but so I just have a a general dislike of you know exploitive films for exploitive sake and this just was not that type of film and I really appreciate when a woman filmmaker can get on the scene and and execute something 
without like jeopardizing that specific lens you know what I mean like you could tell that this was a woman filmmaker um, and also a woman to um, screenwriter you can just tell there's there's a respect about things and how things were shot and oh yeah this was a surprise for me this actually was at Sundance and I wasn't able to catch it um but there it is my review of fresh I would definitely give it a 4.9 out of five snaps like I think it's one of my favorite films of the year and I know we're not <laughs> we're like halfway through March but I'm like this was good like this was tasty Tended. so yeah it is currently on Hulu um, because it's searchlight it's probably going to be on there for a while um, definitely check it out Hey everybody, so <laughs> this is going to be a brief segment. I just wanted um, to send some hugs and uh, smooches towards Bruce Willis and his family's way. <laughs> um, he has been diagnosed with a um, a language disorder. Um, according to the LA Times, um, I'm trying to pull it up now. Um, but yeah, it's a cognitive disorder. Let me see here. Oh my goodness, like they are taking forever to like say what needs to be said. Uh, do, 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 do. It, it's a, it's not cancer. It's not, um, I know people were saying that, but it's not. It's just him, you know, taking a break or just stepping away. Um, because it's just messing with his, you know, it's messing with how he deals with things, how he moves through life. And so, yeah, it's really sad. I'm like, this dude has kind of, has not kind of, but he's just been there like, He's been there, you know, for me for like for so long, like a like a lot of my life. This man has been there. Like, I think I was like eight or nine when Moonlighting came out on TV and him and Sybil Shepherd were hilarious. And um, but yeah, it's aphasia that he is suffering from. So I just wanted to let y'all know that if you did know, um, yeah, this is sad. Um, but again, it's just this, this, ooh, this world. This world, child. But yeah, I just wanted to kind of bring that to the to the table a little bit. It's kind of a somber, uh, <laughs> somber week. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness.
Okay, so that is it for Livy's Corner for this week. Um, this is this has been a a heavy week, and I I don't want to sound like a butthead and be like everything's gonna be okay because I really do believe that I do believe that everything will be okay. Um, but I, I just will say this that everyone every one of us is valuable and regardless of how we're treated and what we have gone through <clears throat> or currently are going through every last one of us is valuable and for someone like me to say that is a lot because I allowed so much negativity into my space into my brain that I forgot that um And it led to so much time being stolen from me, Um, ideas and creativity period being just robbed. And now that I, I value myself and I love myself and I hold myself accountable, I no longer am so free with myself because I know how important I am to me and how valuable I am to me I can put those boundaries up and move accordingly whenever I see you know what I saw Sunday night whenever I see something like that whenever I see what's been going on, you know, around the world. It's not just, you know, in one part of the world that there are wars. There are wars all over the world right now. I see that people are taking that value back. And it is ugly, violent, and it is not what we're used to seeing. So I'm just like, people are, a lot of people are seeing the value of themselves. Um, and they're, and it's just erupting all over the place. Um, is this an offset of the panoramic? I don't know. You could say that, I guess. Um, But I just think this has been coming for a very long time. Um, I think it's been growing and growing and growing and, you know, trying to force this change in narrative and all of the things like, I just think it's been a long time coming. So that's my light at the end of the tunnel is that you are valuable 
you are. Um, and I think you're amazing. It's just, you know, we're in a space and time right now where there's a lot of things being exposed. Um, a lot of systems being exposed. <laughs> Um, unhealthy things and and ideologies and mentalities being exposed right now. And it's jarred people. Um, But at the end of the day, again, you wake up with you and you go to bed with you every single night. And if your head's filled with these negative images and and whatever it's hard to refocus back onto your value and for me um the movies and music and film or and uh tv shows have been my reset um so and really helped me figure out just what my value is and I'm still figuring that out I know my values more than what I give it credit for so yeah at the end of the day it's you and you looking in the mirror and figuring out what your value is um so take care of yourselves please like whatever that looks like to you and try and be healthy about it um your water Mind your business, honey. That is something I don't really say on here too much, do I? Mm-mm. Mind your business. Sit and um, rest. All right? That is it for Libby's Corner. I swear I am done with this d- 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 dark matter. Um, I like keeping things light, lovely, and gorgeous. But when things like this pop off, yes, we need to talk about them. So, <sighs> Take care of yourselves. Love (laughs) y'all. Rest and hydrate. And I will see and talk to y'all next week. Bye.